In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. Many years ago, I was in a meeting where Dr. Frank Sells was teaching through the life of Abraham. And he talked about how God worked in Abraham's life and then Sarah's life and then in their family literally to touch the world. And I never forget, he stopped in the middle of his teaching and he just asked this question and it just was such a dagger, like a hook. It went right to the heart. He said this, have you ever prayed that God would make your family a worldwide blessing? Well, the answer to that question for me at that time was no. In fact, it had never dawned on me that God could make my family a worldwide blessing. Oh, we wanted to be blessed, and we prayed to be a blessing, but a worldwide blessing? Oh, yes, friends, like ripples in a pond. You never know how God could so touch a family that through that family, the whole world could be impacted for good and for God. You never, you never know what God could do in one home that is completely yielded to Him. And I think the New Testament example and illustration of that is in the family of John the Baptist. Now, we've been studying this family, the first family on the pages of the New Testament. We have identified the individuals in that family. Zacharias is the father, Elizabeth is the mother, John the Baptist is the son. We've identified the instruction that took place in that home. Uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth took seriously their responsibility, and they taught John the Baptist, and they reared him up for the Lord and help prepare him for the work God had for him to do. You never know who's growing up in your home. Then we identified in our last study the great ingredient in their home, and that was the person of the Holy Spirit. It was not something, it was someone. And when the Holy Spirit fills your heart and your home, he produces every other good thing. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. You want all those things? You don't get them by trying to have them. No, you get them by allowing the Holy Spirit to have you. And so we pick up where we left off the other day. Let me show you today the influence of their family. This was a family that had and continues to have tremendous influence. And here's the reason. When the Holy Spirit controls you, then the Holy Spirit not only works in you, the Holy Spirit works through you. Look at Luke chapter 1 and verse number 14. Speaking of this child that God was going to give them, the Bible says, And thou shalt have joy and gladness. That's nice, isn't it? He's saying to Zacharias and Elizabeth, You all are going to be happy people. You're going to have joy and gladness. But then he doesn't stop there. He says, And many shall rejoice at his birth. Why would many rejoice at his birth? Well, many would rejoice at his birth because through John the Baptist's ministry, many were going to come to be introduced to Messiah. If you come over later in the same chapter to verse number 58, when Elizabeth has the baby, listen to Luke 1, verse 58, And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. 
So literally, this prophecy begins to come to pass immediately. And then, in a more full way, later in John the Baptist's life and ministry, his message of repentance will bring such joy. Uh, We have this idea that conviction of sin is miserable. Uh, Well, you may be miserable under conviction of sin, but when you respond to it in repentance and faith, immediately the conviction turns to joy and gladness. Isn't it beautiful how God can use the same message to both wound and heal? Uh, to both kill and make alive. And so uh, the work of the Holy Spirit, he always produces great joy. And I want to say to you today that there's nothing more contagious and nothing more attractive than joy. The most beautiful thing in the life of a Christian is the joy of Jesus. The, The most attractive thing about any family is not the way they dress or the house they live in or the car they drive. It is rather this, that the joy of the Lord is so great in them, people say, I tell you, those people have something that we need. This joy would touch everyone that they came in contact with and, in fact, is influencing us today. That is the influence of this family. Let me show it to you. In verse number 58, it touched their neighbors. Remember, all the neighbors came. All the the cousins came. (laughs) Would you like to touch your neighbors? Would you like to touch your family? Uh, then allow the Holy Spirit to so work in you and in your home that through that, the joy of Jesus will be seen. There is no testimony like that joy to your neighbors. They're watching your life. And then it will touch the whole nation. Back in verse number 16, it says, And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Oh, I tell you, our nation could use a good dose of the joy of the Lord right now. In miserable days, people are so so disheartened, so many sad souls everywhere. They need to see the joy that only the Lord can bring. But now watch this. They not only affected their neighbors and affected their nation, but they are affecting us right now. Think of this. We're 2,000 years removed from Zacharias and Elizabeth and John the Baptist, and yet what are we doing today? We're talking about them. We're studying their life. We're discovering uh, these beautiful truths from their life and taking example from them that we can follow. Do you see how the Lord is continuing to use them? Oh, dear friends, you have no idea where your influence for God will go. Influence and favor is God's gift. The Lord gives it. And the Lord gives it not for us to use, but for us to be used. The Lord gives favor to families, not so that they can just have a nice life and be comfortable, but rather They can make a difference for eternity. They can be used as comforters. And I wonder, have you thought of your family as God's ministers? Or are you just waiting for someone or something to minister to you? Let's turn the thing around. Let's turn it inside out. Get out of ourselves. Instead of my four and no more. No, no. Let's let's stop being so self-centered about it. And let's say, Lord, we want to have the kind of family that can truly make a difference for eternity. Now, We're coming very shortly in our study to the next great family on the pages of the New Testament. You know whose family that is. That's the family of Jesus. We're going to look at Joseph and at Mary and at the Lord Jesus and at their young family and what God did there. But I love this. Before that family even steps on the scene, we have this family, the first family, the family of John the Baptist. You see, your family may not be famous, Uh, Your family may not be, uh, you know, the most prominent family, but your family can be used of God. Uh, Before there was a Mary, there was an Elizabeth. 
And before the angel appeared to Joseph, an angel appeared to Zacharias. Before Jesus could step on the scene, John the Baptist had to find his place and do his part. So let's stop worrying about uh, what our family is going to get out of it or what others are going to think. Rather, let's just say, Lord, we want to dedicate our family to you. And how do you dedicate a whole family to God? Well, first, you have to be dedicated to God. So give yourself to the Lord. Say to the Lord, Lord, I want to be the individual you want me to be. I want to receive the instruction you have for me. I, I want to teach my children like I'm supposed to teach my children. I want to be under the influence and power of the Holy Spirit of God, and I want you to influence others through my life. Let's make it personal. Let's get practical about the thing for just a moment. Uh, this, this history is not given to us just to simply know something. It's given to us so that we will do something, so that we will allow the Lord to begin to work in us right where we are. Some family on earth is going to be the last family serving the Lord, the last family that comes to Christ when the trumpet sounds and the Lord Jesus comes again. Isn't that going to be exciting? Let's all pray today that God will make our family everything he wants for it to be. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.